You may have played poker, but playing poker in Texas is a different animal. This is the Texas Poker Podcast with Tyler and Clint. Hello, this is the Texas Poker Podcast. I'm Tyler. This is Clint. What's up, y'all? And we are back after our week off, our week hiatus. Oh, yeah. I actually forgot we took a week hiatus until just now. Yeah, we uh just got busy with other things, but we kind of got back on the poker play. I mean, you just played tonight, and I played tonight, so we were kind of back on the poker grind a little bit. Oh, yeah. I even played earlier in the week, too. Oh, that's right. I completely forgot about that. Actually, even you, you sh- lately, I was killing you in hours, but lately, I guess this last couple of weeks, you've decided to kind of one-up me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I guess I have some... I guess let me kind of paint you the picture of this um, session that I have here. Is this the one you just played, I assume, right? Yes, I've already forgot about the one from la- earlier in the week. Okay, <laughs> that's what I kind of figured. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... um. So I go and I'm playing one three no limit at uh, 101 Katie. So there's no hold'em. Well, so first they make a new table because when I showed up I was fifth on the list. I was like, well, that's not great at all. Yeah, that was kind of like the, like ben, what was it like Ben Deach like fourth on the list is just like no man's land or like third or something because it's not enough to make a new table. But so yeah. Well, I was lucky that the table that the list filled up to like eight after like not even ten minutes of me being there. Oh, that's always nice. Right. So the new table opens up. And the whole, I don't want to say the, the big draw, but definitely a draw of 101 Katie is there's no PLO bomb pots, or there's no PLO at all, there's no bomb pots, correct? Yeah, that is a big draw. So we sit down, and someone's starting to ask if we can do a $5 bomb pot. And I'm thinking this is going to get shot down immediately, right, by the dealers or whatever, but he's also wearing a 101 Katie hat. Well, okay, now I've been looking at Poker Atlas, and I've been seeing more and more of the, like, bomb pot. Like, it'll have, like, plus one bomb pot or something like that. So I think 101 Katie might be getting a, like, I mean, I know you hate to hear this because it's the one place you really don't have to play them, but I think they're starting to, I think they want to keep one table is just hold them all the time, but I think they are starting to integrate it more and more. Yeah, it definitely seemed that way, but no one at the table luckily wanted to play. Someone told him that it just takes too much time. Oh, that's great for you. Okay, very nice. Oh, I told him no as well. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and then no one really said anything, but when they went to put the money out, it was only two people. So I was like, wow, definitely not watching a heads up pot. Yeah. So we're playing, and I'm pretty card dead, but I'm playing pretty tight. And then I get pocket fours and I get it in the small blind this hand okay Um, the whole table limps around I was like well I'm just going to complete here I love that yeah I mean I think these small pocket pairs are just a really good I mean good like kind of complete over limp and stuff like that I think they play well as that so um, I complete big button or big button, <laughs> the big blind. He checks it, and then I just see the four right in the window. Oh, that's always nice. But it's a super draw heavy board. It's like four eight jack with two diamonds. But I mean, you kind of need this a little bit, especially in a limp pot. If you're going to get money in, into this uh, pot, right? I mean, you need somebody to be able to have something. Oh boy, I think 
I might not have played this one as well as I could have, I think. But um, I check it, being in the small blind. Um, it checks all the way around to the button. The button then overbets the pot and bets 20. Okay, so... Are you raising here? 100% by check. So I, I was thinking I would lead out sometimes. But I think if you check, I think it's definitely time to check raise this. I mean, oh. so like it's a limp pot, correct? Correct. So we know jacks don't don't exist. We know eights don't. We know. I'm sorry. We know a set of jacks don't exist. We know a set of eights don't exist. Uh, there are like nine, ten off could be limping. A lot of like flush draws could be limping. I definitely think this is a check raise. Yeah, which I do. Okay. Um, I make it seventy five. Okay, that's a. I think I would have gone sixty, but I think probably seventy five actually might be better. Um, I don't want to say this is a problem, but the thing is, this is my first. I mean, when I tell you I was playing tight, I mean I was literally just playing chess on my phone and just sitting there. Haven't really been been making it. Like haven't even been open raising. Just been card dead, right? Okay. So I make it seventy five, and everyone folds, goes back to the to the. Uh, guy who bet 20 mm-hmm. and he was like oh man he's like that's the biggest bet of the new table so far he's like no one's even bet this much he's like well he folds he just folded right i was like you know not the worst case scenario um i mean that's not that bad i mean because here's my thing is if you're going to play somewhat balanced i mean they're going to if someone's going to do this on your set of fours they're also going to do it on your draws when you when you flop a draw here so i mean like you know them like calling or making that move it i mean eventually it's gonna be at the wrong time because it's like i mean let's say half the time you got a set here and half the time you have a actually even more you probably have a draw more than you have a set here definitely way more combinations of draws so i mean this this folds probably better in the long run if you are playing fairly balanced so i mean i don't mind this yeah. well so then you know he folds on like, eh, whatever you know cool to, it's always cool to flop a set yeah the very next hand, now I'm on the button, and I'm not straddling because, like I said, the game just started in. It's so weird when people straddle in a game where, like, the average stack is 250. I always think that is just so weird. I mean, like, I don't think people, like, understand the whole reasoning behind the strat. I mean, they just do it because they see everybody else doing it. And, I mean, there's no kind of reasoning behind it because I used to fight this at a college station or whatever when people would want to straddle and, like, I'm like, well, there's three stacks here that are 100 bucks. I mean, like, there's no reason to. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not straddling this hand. Okay. Um, I get pocket fours again. I'm like, this is pretty sweet. That's uh, pretty nice, yeah. So somebody makes it, I think it was either 15 or 18, something something kind of weird. The way that our table was kind of um, less standard size betting kind of thing. Some guy was loving making it seven and six dollars at some point. So it might've been like 18. Okay. You know, there's like three calls and, um, I call. I like this. This is exactly it. Um, I flop another four again, back to back hands, the exact back to back hands. I mean, that is kind of crazy. I mean, Back-to-back sets with these same exact cards. That's pretty insane. Uh, okay, super nice. So, And here's even better is you're on the button now, right? Exactly. Okay. So, um, checks around to the guy who was just on the button. 
He makes it 20 again. But this time the pot's way bigger, right? Because um, it was 18 preflop with three or four callers. Okay, gotcha. So I raised 75 again, just like I did the last hand. Wait, so, okay, so he, uh, what was the flop again? Um, it was super dry. It was like four jack, like three or five rainbow, complete rainbow, or four, six jack. There you go, four, six jack. Did you ever think of calling here? I thought about it, but I also like the comic relief of playing the exact same hand, the exact same way versus the exact same player. I thought it was funny. Uh, okay. That, I mean, that does come into it a little bit. Okay, I got gotcha. you. I can. I okay. I can see like that. That obviously comes into your mindset here when you choose to raise here instead of call. He calls this time though. Okay. Um, and I'm not that deep really. Um, I kind of have about a pot size left, uh, maybe just over pot size bet left. Well, see, that's kind of the reason I was thinking the call is like, well, I mean, you can get the money in anyways, and like it's like it's only I'm always worried that I'm a little transparent on non-draw heavy boards when I raise because I'm like, well, what the hell am I raising with? If I mean, it's if it's for value, if there's not enough bluffs, but okay, so you raise, he does call, he does call, okay, which is kind of suspicious to me because it's very dry board. Um, the river, sorry, the river, the turn is a complete brick. Okay. Um, like an eight or nine, something like that. Um, okay. he checks, I bet a hundred, I believe it was. Might've went all in. These, it's weird when you have the exact same hand that plays the exact same way, how easy it is to mix up your, <laughs> your bets. Oh yeah. I can easily see that. But I basically went all in. I mean, it was enough to either commit my stack or I went all in and he right. just, he just folded. He said, I believe you got it. He was like, I was just, he was floating, he said. Oh, he was floating? Yeah. Well, I mean, he, like I said, it looked super suspicious to play it the exact same way. And uh, then, um, yeah, that's kind of why I was like, at first, I was like, I don't think this should be a, uh, a, ra- a raise here because I just don't think you have enough. You're, you're going to have, you're going to be way too strong way too often. But once you said that, kind of, that dynamic kind of came into play, obviously a kind of a good raise once he calls your, your calls your raise. <laughs> Um, so he, uh, he folds there and he doesn't show what I show him. I said, look, I got the same hand back to back. I didn't show the first time of set of fours, right? but it seems super believable how the hand played. Um, and that put me up a little bit and I kind of chip and grind away. I get absolutely punished playing a hand out of the small blind that I shouldn't with like eight, three suited and a limped pot. Yeah, we, I'm sure we've all made that mistake. I mean, like, there's, there's times I'll do the same thing, and I'm pretty tight. So, yeah, that's, I mean, we've all done that a couple times. Flop is king 8-3 with two diamonds. Flop two pair and got punished? Oh, yeah, here you go. Um, Ooh, I bet hurtful. 30 um, folds to the guy, or sorry, one fold. The next guy jams it on me for, it was like, I mean, not much more, like $70 total, maybe. I mean, snap call. Yeah, snap call. He has a flush draw, drills it immediately. I was like, God. <laughs> I was yeah. like, but. I mean, you, you, I mean, in all honesty, you got it in good with two pairs. So, I mean, you know, it's kind of weird. It's going to be the same, like, way of saying, you know, if you had one, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, 
I think it was. I think it was kind of fine the way it was played. Oh no, you're, you're always loving getting it in in that situation. But I would just. I always feel punished whenever I play a hand I shouldn't have played, and then I lose, and I'm like, well, I mean, this is exactly what I deserve. That is true. I mean, it definitely comes into play, and definitely, I feel the same way when that happens. So here's when the session starts to heat up, though. Okay. So, um, well, it's not going to sound like it, but I'm carded for a long time. <laughs> I try hero calling with King High. Guess what? Not good. And then... <laughs> God damn. <laughs> so then the game is about to break. We're going to combine tables. I'm looking at my stack. I'm like, man, I'm like up like... I mean, not much, like 20 bucks, 40 bucks. Okay, yeah. And I was like, I could leave right now and just kind of call the session kind of a bit of a wash. I was kind of thinking, if you were up like 100 or 200 bucks, I think, and the table's going to break the way that we've kind of been running here and there. I mean, let's say, I mean, it wouldn't be the worst just to take that money and, you know, kind of good. But, yeah, I can understand like 20 or $40, you really feel like, you really, I mean, you kind of want to make some ground at some point. So I look over at the other table, and it's a super deep table. Super deep. I'm like, wow. All right. But, you know, I was mm-hmm. like, well, I guess I'm just going to go over there. And I'm kind of straggling behind because I, I had a bunch of red chips in mine. I had to wrangle up my chips. Everyone else just ran off with their green chips and took all the good seats. Okay. So I, of course, get the one where that's like, you don't even know it's an open seat until you look at the little screen, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the first hand I get, so I'm the last one over there. I sit I sit down. I get pocket deuces. Um, Guy opens to 18. Another guy calls. I just call. 100%, which I think is by far the best play here. Um, And I am in... I was in one of the blinds, actually. Yes, because I was I was out of position for this hand. Okay. Um, one second, one second. Let me. I might be steering you wrong right here. <laughs> no, I mean, hold on. This is the problem. Whatever all I type is, just play the huge hand and don't type the C position or really anything. <laughs> I'm, I can understand that. <laughs> um. No, I was I was I was in position this hand. Yeah, I was in position. The button just passed me because I just sat down. That's what it was. Okay. Th- that that's right. So I call. We see a flop. The flop is Jack Six Deuce Rainbow. Flop Jack Six Deuce. So you flop bottom set on a very on a very dry board. But here's the thing, the guy who only called leads out for twenty five. So the field caller leads. Yes. I call the original razor folds. I usually don't consider this very strong. Uh, <laughs> you so, want to talk about having a good read on the situation. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, well, like when you flop super strong, you're going to you know, flop to the pre-flop. You're going to check to the pre-flop razor. When you flop a hand that you think is good but needs protection... I think this is usually a hand like that. I think I said 20. He bet 25. I'm looking through the notes. Okay, so the field caller goes for 25, and you decide to... I just call. Okay, I like this. Um, the turn is another six, giving me a boat, but making there be... There's two hearts now, so I was like... I mean, very wishful thinking that he might be on a heart draw, you know? Right. But at least that's something. You know, on such a dry board, I'm kind of... 
kind of grasping at anything. I don't really know what donking. And then he bets again, same bet, 25. Okay. This... So, and we're just over 400 effective here. What are you doing here? I think at this point... God, so... I'm probably raising, but I'm not raising huge. I'll probably make it like... It's kind of weird because his bets are so small into this pot. Uh, but I have such a strong hand. I don't want to risk him getting away that easy. I'm probably making the 75. Uh, you and I are kind of right on the same line of thought here. I make it 65. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, we're both in the same thought of we we need to raise. We need to get more money in the pot, but we don't want to risk having this this guy make a hero fold because i'm worried about like with that six pairing i'm worried about a jack just making some type of hero fold so the river is an offsuit 10 okay i mean it's not i mean like it doesn't really change much correct he leads again he donks again for a hundred i mean i think i must might be jamming here yeah, I jam. He snap calls, and he has six nine offsuit, and I have pocket deuces. Oh yeah, so I mean, he turn very, trips. Yeah, very well played on that. It's a, I mean, once once he leads again, uh, from the way pre flop plays, uh, just not. I mean, he's either got. I mean, you're not. He's there's quad sixes that beat you, which I mean, could have pocket sixes. Not worried about quads. Uh, jacks are going to three bet a good portion of the time and pocket tens make no sense whatsoever. So, I mean, yeah, you basically have the nuts here. So I like the jam a hundred percent. It's funny. You're like pockets or quads. You're never worried about like, you're never worried about it up until you're super worried about it when you see it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I won't say I'm worried about it, but I'm distraught about it. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I'm like, I'm not worried about it up until I see quads and I'm super concerned. Um, <laughs> Super concerned what's going to happen to the stack in front of me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we're kind of going, and you know that hand. um, I was, I was, I I won't say I was close to leaving, but I was definitely approaching the time when I kind of wanted to leave. Okay. I just doubled up now, so I'm like, wow, you know, now I'm double my starting stack. I'm still kind of playing, you know, just I kind of made some nice hero calls. Nothing that was too crazy, you know. Um, and then, but then this is basically the, the huge noteworthy, or what do we call it? The hand of the session, we'll call it. Okay. Um, so I am in the big blind with queen 10 offsuit. A very good player is on my left now who was, um, I was out of position against on the other table, but now he's on my direct left and he opened limps. And I'm super suspicious about this. I was suspicious about it. He did it at a different hand, but of course I made note that he limped. I was like, I would be really important to see what he limps here with. Didn't didn't take a mental note. Um, so he opened limps again. I'm like, limps. weird. And what do you have again? Queen ten offsuit. Okay. Um, but a ton of people call like the three dollars. Okay. And it gets back to me, and I was like, wow, this would be super thin to think that I'm going to raise and get every this through. Like, what's the point out of the big blind? I kind of like the way you played this, because I think queen 10 is a perfect, like, 
Mark Han. Like anything better, I think I raise pretty big here. But in anything worse is like definitely a check. So, and I mean, Queen 10, I mean, there's just, it doesn't play that way good against like if you raise and get called a whole lot. Because I mean, I guess some certain people could be playing Queen Jack that way or some, or maybe like, you know, King 10 or something like that where you're just really dominated. I thought this was a pretty good check. So I do check and, um, the flop is ace king three rainbow. I'm like, well, that's be kind of weird for someone to have an ace or a king here in this limp pot, right? Uh, like other than like ace rag or something. That's kind of what I was saying. I was like, I, I don't know. I like I, you might get a lot of like ace rag, like ace four offsuit limping. Uh, but I mean, it's it'd be. I will say this: it'd be very hard for someone to have a strong ace or strong king here. So. The guy who opened limped now makes it 20. And everyone folds. Then comes to the guy to my right. And he, also known as the small blind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, he calls. And I just won that other hand. I'd won a few more hands. So I'm about 1,000 effective here. And they both cover me. So, th- I'm sorry, I didn't, I uh, forgot on this. And this is going to be very important. Is this rainbow? Yes, yes. Okay. I think I like peeling one off here. I do peel one off um, because I was going to fold if the guy to my right didn't call. Because, I mean, what am I yeah. doing? I'm just, I mean, just kind of praying that something, you know. So I call, and the turn is an offsuit deuce. Not what you're looking for. Definitely not what dreams are made of. He leads out for 20 again. The other guy folds. It's back on me. So now, what are you thinking here? I mean, the the problem being is that the bet is just so small to the pot now. Because, okay, so he probably bet, like, pot on the... So it's, he leads in 20 into 80, probably. Yeah, what I got. yeah. Because, I mean, I yeah. assume it was about 20 in the pot, and he bets pot on the plot. Yeah. Uh, so... Well, he really overbet the the what's it called um the flop on the pot oh, so <laughs> the pot on the flop <laughs> uh it, i don't think it would have been by too much we can just we can just yeah. estimate it at 80 at this point i don't think it'd been i mean he might i mean he might have but if there was a bunch of limps for three i can't imagine i mean it'd be pretty close uh so i think you can do any either i think you could fold or call here uh I mean, hell, I I think you could fold, call, or raise here, really. I mean, in all honesty, I don't think he has very many strong hands here. So this was my thought going into it. Um, I was like, well, I don't think he – my king – my queen and ten might be good here. He might be doing this with, like, pocket sevens, something like that. Or So I was like – Well, I mean, what? that's not – Queen pocket sevens are very good against queen ten. No, 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 hundred percent. But I was thinking I have my gutter plus my oh plus your yes. It's what I was thinking. Yeah, maybe or he could be doing it with just like random suited connectors because this player was super aggressive. Was three betting. I was three betting the second most. He was out three betting me by quite a bun, quite a bit. Uh, yeah, okay. I can. So I was. I like, mean, I think it's gonna be. I mean, I think any player with like any. 
I think it'd be really tough for a player to double barrel like pocket sevens on an ace king board or something. But I mean, once he gets folds, I mean, maybe on that on that turn. So I got you. Yeah. So what do they say about curiosity and the cat? So I call. I'm super curious at this point. Okay. Um, the river is an offsuit jack, giving me the nuts. Okay. And I'm out of position here. Are you donking into him, or are you checking it over, hoping to raise? No, I'm donking here 100%. So I actually check it over to him, thinking how sad I'll be if he checks it back, now that I have the nut. Um, he then bets 55. Okay, this is this is nice. I mean, like, I think, oh man, I think it's such a risky check there. I mean, but him betting 55 is just, I mean, it's open to open it a just the door to the, uh, another universe here now. So, what? It, so I'm assuming you raise. No, I folded. No, yeah. I did raise. Oh. <laughs> How much are you raising here? Because this is what I think I. I mean, so this goes along with why I would have donked. Is we've ju- we've already described like with the way this is played from preflop when through like a uh, from a limp. There's not that many strong hands here, so because the board is, the board was ace king. I got it right here for you. It's on the notes. Um, ace king three rainbow. So ace king three rainbow, and it was a deuce. So I mean, you're only really looking at like ace deuce ace three ace three or king deuce king three, and I mean, they would have to be almost offsuit, or most likely people would raise. Uh, so, I mean, I think most of the time this guy will have a, a, a kind of a shitty ace. So, the same reason I would have donked in there, I don't think I'm going to raise that big. Uh, so, my standard raise here would be probably 165. I might actually break it down to like 140 here. So, this is where a lot of the... Like I always say that uh, your quote-unquote table image and, you know, hero calling and bluffing and, you know, bluffing quite a bit. And, you know, he was there for that king high call. Um, so I actually check raise massive here. I polarize it to 250. That's another way to go. Okay. Um, he snap calls with ace jack. So... And here's something that's interesting before you get into it. Okay. Um, I quickly turned over my hand because obviously the nuts. Um, he showed his hand to somebody else. And then one of the players to my right was like, what did what, what he show? What did he show? Because I was like, oh, I don't know. I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. And the dealer told the player, they were like, oh, they want to see it because um, you showed that. Black. I told them, I said, no, I'm good if you don't want to show it. Yeah. I, told him, I said, you don't, you don't have to show it for me. I, I like that move by you. That's a, that's a that's a class move right there. So I uh, I like that move by you. <laughs> but as you can tell, since I know the hand, the guy to my right not so not so forward. He wanted to know what he had, so he right. made him turn it over. That's how I found out that he had ace jack. So okay, so here's the interesting like the the way you played it is this is definitely gonna get max value with his exact ace jack hand. 
here's why I think it might be a good play regardless. Because obviously, if you hit just this, this random this random two pair, you're going to get good value here the way you played it. But so we have to think of if he would call with like ace ten, ace nine, and stuff like that. Because he's going to have way more of those, and he will have ace jacks. It's a uh, so I don't I mean at this point I think your whole idea of that you've been caught bluffing a couple times before you might be uh, the table might read you as ultra aggressive is probably a really and you've always been real good at this at using your table image to your advantage so I kind of like the way you played this this is not the way I would have played it but I think you playing it up to your image at the table is very, very beneficial. So I, I like the way you played it in this exact circumstance on there, even though I would play it differently. But given the scenario, I like how you played this. Nice. And that ended up being a pretty good winning session for me for, um, what would it be like, just over 1,200. Very nice. That's a super nice uh, ses- session. But I do have one hand. I have one hand, my hand of the night at the other um, the other session that I played earlier in the week. Okay. I have pretty decent notes on this one, so let me run this one by you. I have ace-king. I did not put the position, unfortunately. Um, I three-bet to 35 because somebody made it, I believe it was like 12 or something, another caller called. Seems like you would have made it more here. If I... Yeah, he might have made it less. Uh, I did, okay, yeah. yeah. I was like, I was like, I can't imagine you making it so small in a situation like this. But okay, uh, Ace King, Ace King. Bad. Um, two callers call. I see the King in the window. Let's go. <laughs> Unfortunately, the flop is King Queen Jack Rainbow. Ooh, this is kind of, kind of spooky here. Okay. I just bet fifty-five. I get I see. so. Are we saying that you made it? So okay, you definitely made it thirty-five on hundred for sure. Made so it 35. 7105. So fifty-five about half. Five. I like this. Okay, I can get behind this. Um, I get one caller. The turn is the five of hearts. It's a pretty good turn for you. I bet fifty-five again. Yeah, I can go with this. This is. Smaller than I would normally go, but this is a size that allows you to get value from worse and get some protection from some hands like Queen-10 or something like that. Um, um, the river is the deuce of spades. Complete brick. He opened jams for uh, just under 300. So okay, so it was one hundred five to the flop. Then you bet fifty five, one ten into two hundred five. You bet the turn fifty five. Yes. Okay, so it's about a pot size bet. And what what was the river again? Deuce of spades, complete brick. So you three bet on light. You're blocking ace ten for the straight. Uh, so we're looking at a lot of kings, queen. So I don't, I don't think he ever has kings. I don't think he ever has queens. Jacks wouldn't necessarily be a four bet. 
so we're worried about something like King Queen, Queen Jack for the most part, I think. Uh God, this is this is a pretty close one. So you're getting one to three. I'm trying to find hands that would you really don't beat anything for value here, I don't think. So God, I don't know. This is I might be leaning towards a fold here. Cause I, I mean, here's my problem: is things like queen ten, the the hands that I'm hoping to, that I'm beating, that would be bluffs, have so much showdown value. I don't know if they jam. Cause I would think like jack ten, queen ten, king ten would have some showdown value, so they might just check. Uh. So we're only looking at like a ten. I think I fold. I snap called him, and he had pocket sixes. Wow, good call. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, that is not a hand I would have thought he would have shown up with there. Yeah, so. but it was definitely one of those ones like <laughs> when logically thought thought through. Probably should have folded, but <laughs> in hindsight. But sometimes I like to make those calls <laughs> before I could let my brain really keep up. You know, uh, probably so. I mean, that's. I mean, in that exact scenario, good job. Because I mean, I, the more I thought about it, because first I thought it was a call, but the more I started thinking about it, the more I'm like, well, I don't know what. I'm not if, if I'm not beating anything for value, and his bluffs all seem to have some showdown value. This like outside of like. Eight ten. I'm, I was kind of running out of things. So here was my thought in the exact moment, though. Um, okay. All jokes aside, um, he was the preflop raiser. So I was like, well, the only I know he I know he's capable of bluffing. He's been bluffing, okay. and the only thing I thought he could really have here that would play this way would be exactly king queen, and I block king queen. So I was like, well, if that's kind of the only thing I think he's doing this with. And I block it. I'm just snap calling it. Uh, because I know he would do the same thing with just a bare ten, you know, just being um. Well, and that was, but that was my problem. Is like the bare ten makes a ton of sense, but I mean, I don't know how many all his tens that I would think in this three bet pot would have some showdown value. I mean, because the obvious tens in this three bet pot would be nine ten, jack ten, queen ten, king ten, ace ten. Mm-hmm. So, well, Ace-10 has got a ton of showdown value. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, uh, like King-10, Queen-10, uh, even Jack-10 would have not much showdown. I mean, that would be the one where I'd be like, okay, he might be turning this into a bluff. Uh, but, I mean, that one would actually make more sense. But 9-10, obviously. So I was having a hard time coming up with bluffs that just did not have some showdown value. It was why I would probably lean towards a fold here. But that's a... Uh, yeah, he was like, I thought you'd think about it for longer. I was like, nope. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> well, nice call. I don't, like, I don't think I make that call. It's hard, but it's, it's easy to say that when you're not in the position there. But uh, thinking about it, I think I probably fold. So good call there. Um. And then, so I was up quite a bit, and then we're playing, like, 
four five-handed PLO. I play a hand I shouldn't have played. Flop bottom set. Guy flopped middle set. It turns quads. I uh, double him up so that I only end up profiting like $200. Oh, God. Not great, but yeah. still happy to win. I didn't yeah. play very long. I mean, anytime you profit $200 and you played less than two hours, it's going to be a pretty good day. Oh, yeah. That was a complete. Yeah, that was in the complete other session. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, meh. I mean, that was a bummer. Got literally exactly what I deserved. So I was like, well, <laughs> it's probably time to go home. So uh, I did, and then it was a pretty good week for me. Those two sessions. So. That's a that's really nice. That's a, a damn good week for you. Uh, this one of Cypress Poker that I just played was like, I mean, for the players who don't like PLO, it's going to be pretty rough. I was playing round of each. But there is one fairly interesting PLO hand, and I think most most of our listeners probably do play PLO at some point. Because uh, I mean, we I think the vast majority are from Texas, although we That's what I said. somehow I mean, it get just seems a all lot. over the place. Yeah, I mean, our listeners seem to be everywhere, but there are a lot from Texas. We'll say that it's a uh, it's definitely the number one state, but it's not the biggest percentage of listeners. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we'll go yeah. with that. It's a uh, so it's a straddle. I am in the small blind. It's a PLO hand, and that's a straddle of six from the button. I ha- I have ace, ace, jack, ten, single suited. So I'm like, well, this is a pretty damn strong hand here. It's a... Uh, I think I have the notes for you right here. It's just if you want to. Oh, okay. I yeah, because gotcha. your phone died. I was like, well, I got the notes for you, just if, if that would help you. Oh, okay, that does help me, because uh, I have ace-ace-king-ten uh, suited. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's a, So what I end up doing is just making the call here. I'm like, well, if this all goes around, then I can take a look at the flop, see, and then nobody's going to put me on pocket aces if I happen to flop a set and uh, some of these big hands. And if I pot here, it just inflates the pot if I don't hit. But if somebody raises and I can pot them, all of a sudden I can start to really narrow some people down. So I just make the call. Uh, Everett's call, 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 and then somebody raises, makes it 15. I'm like, oh, thank God. And then uh, <laughs> another person calls, another person calls, and then uh, it comes to me, obviously, I, I pot. So I think I pot it for end up pot it, I pot it for ninety. Some people might double check me on like the fifteen. It was a fifteen and then two calls. I pot it for ninety. The ha- the hijack who originally uh, raised goes all in, and the cutoff goes all in. Uh, the one was for one thirty and one was for two fifty. They uh they're like you know we want to run it twice. I'm like we can go flop twice twice. I run it. I hit a set of aces on the flop, and I scoop uh, both both boards. That's super nice. So that was kind of nice. That's something I've tried to like put in my PLO game a little bit is like little moves like this. Because if I raise it to fifteen, it really doesn't accomplish that much. I mean, it just inflates the pot. I mean, if I hit, that's great. I mean, in this exact scenario, it would not have mattered. But if my just my aces are good without the set then all of a sudden two people up against two people i'm a pretty big favorite or whatever 
So I thought that was ended up pretty well. So I was kind of up just off that one hand forever and a day. I then make just an absolute, just a shitty bluff. I mean, literally no reasoning for this bluff, really. But let's, you might actually not mind it. I'm always up for a good bluff. I'm always up for a good shitty bluff. So <laughs> player player raises, I call, or should, I, no, I think, no, yeah, he definitely erased. I call with ace, nine of clubs. I was about to say, I'm definitely going to need to know these cards. <laughs> yeah. The flop comes king, king, four. Any clubs? I don't think so. So there's him, another guy, and me. He bets fairly small, like a probably about third pot or so. Uh, that player folds. I'm like, well, it's pretty hard to flop trips. And if he doesn't have trips here, I'm I think I maybe I can steal this. Uh, uh, give me the flop one more time. King king four. Okay, he's the pre-flop raiser. Correct. So he raised. Other guy calls. You call. King Correct. king four on flop. Okay. Uh, and then he uh he bets. I call. I, I decide I'm gonna try to get one over if he like shows some weakness. So I call forty. The turn is a huh, I know I'm out of position in this entire thing because uh, so I check he bets I call the turn was like a blank card which I mean pretty much everything's a blank card <laughs> on this board to, I so I don't know I mean literally it could be any card in the deck outside of maybe an ace I, I was mean, about to say I was just about to say even an ace is kind of a blank but <laughs> yeah I think it gives me enough showdown value to stop this madness, but that's about it. Uh, I check. He checks the turn. The river comes, and I bet. I just. I bet 125. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing he gets snapped off here, but um, what's it called? Uh, so you end up with ace high here? No, he oh, he jams all in, like literally instantly. And I, I mean, I, I fold. I mean, it was like 80 extra dollars, and I just folded. I mean, can't yeah. imagine ace high is good here. Um, yeah, that's tough. Um, I've definitely, I've definitely done the same move, and it had to work. I mean, I mean, if know, he doesn't have a king, I feel like it's a pretty definitely this, puts him in a spot. This player's kind of a wild player. I probably, probably did not need to bluff this exact player. I mean, I don't know. He's overbetting pot like every single hand I was in. I was in. So, but did he show the king? He didn't show the king, but wouldn't that be something? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, he might not have. I mean, who knows? He might not have had it. I mean, he might have been just on the same line of thinking and had like some type of pocket pair and been like, "Hey, it's kind of hard to have trips." So, I mean, but still good. I mean, if you have ace high and he has a pocket pair, he's still gonna win. Yeah, but uh, I don't know, like. I've done this move, and it's, I mean, mixed results. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, I've had one where I was basically in the same situation where I check-raised some guy on a, it was like I had, I don't even remember what I had, man. It's irrelevant, but it was basically that exact same situation. I check-raised him. He, like, he called but then tried to go all in. Uh-huh. And I told the guy next to me, I told him, this is not good. I told him, I have zero out right now. <laughs> and he's trying to ship it all in, and they're putting, giving him his chips back. And um, I was like, wow. I mean, 
<laughs> literally not one out in the deck. <laughs> you know? So the turn is completely brick, and I just muck before you can even go all in. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Tyler's like, well, if I committed to this triple bear, I'll commit to this triple bear. <laughs> yeah, because I, mean, I remember it was like a huge bet, too. I like I like uh, check-raise him on a paired board, and uh, it was like a 9-9-3 flop. Uh-huh. And uh, he bet super tiny. I made it like 300 or something. And then he shipped like 500 into it. Like not like he tried to make it 500 total, so 200 more. Right. But I had literally nothing. He had pocket queens. Well, yeah. But I mean, like I said, I've had that experience with it before. And I've also had it work. I mean, I've had it work. Yeah, yeah like I said, mixed results. I mean, I don't mind it either way. Yeah. it's uh, I mean, I thought it was... Worth a shot there. I mean, I th- like you say, I think there's times it definitely works. So, I mean, it's hard to say if it's a bad bluff or just bad in that exact situ- at that exact time. Uh, I kind of, like, float around. I get back, that's back even. Then I get some decent pre-flop hands, get really bad flops, uh, kind of get whittled down, and then hit a PLO hand. I mean, it's not worth going over. I flop uh, the net flush draw. There's one kind of small bet, tons of calls. I just call. Uh, a lot of times I'll play my net flush draw more aggressively in PLO, but in this exact scenario, there was a straight on the board. There was a possible straight. Did not want to get re-raised, and I was like getting insane odds. So I'm like, well, no reason to push this. Uh, so I turn the flush and then take down a pretty big pot, and that kind of saves that session. I hit a, I had ace ten raise. And then flop is five six ten, and uh, a guy donks and I jam. He's only had like a hundred twenty behind or so, so and he calls and he had nine ten. So that was, I mean, those are hands that aren't all that interesting. So I didn't spend a lot of time analyzing them. Yours were by far the more interesting ones this podcast, but ended up in for five hundred out for nine thirty. So <laughs> you're loving that. Yeah, I definitely take that. I mean, especially on a round of each table where I'm not. I think I'm above average in PLO at this point at most uh, games like this, but I would be like very much a underdog at an actual PLO table where most people play it. That's their main game. So, but still considering that's not my main game, I'm pretty good to take that old win. No, absolutely. I mean, I can't confirm or deny if you're above average or below. I mean, I feel like I'm just, I mean, I play so poorly and so sporadically in PLO. I'm just like, I'm not even sure if I play. I don't know if I have much of an opinion on your game. <laughs> That's fair. Um, like you'd be like trying to comment on basketball whenever you just play hockey or something. So it's very hard for me to judge from looking on the outside in. Yeah, I mean, I can get that. I'm not even certain. I can, I can uh, say say one way or the other. <laughs> but I guess on that note, this concludes the Tech Twitter Podcast. We'll talk to you next week. That was the Texas Poker Podcast. Go ahead and rack up. Add time, and we'll see you next week.